Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I am here with my buddy, friend, colleague, Blaine Little of Momentum Seminars. And let me tell you, Blake or Blaine, <laughs> I'm going to change his name on him, is an amazing um, speaker, coach, author. I mean, he's just the real deal. So, Blaine, I want to thank you for being on Keys to Your Best Life this morning. I'm, I'm so proud to be here. Thank you. And I'm honored. So thank you for having me. And I watched some of last week's and I'm, I'm between Terry Allen and, and Michelle Moore. That's pretty good company. <laughs> That's right. You know, Michelle from the real estate industry, don't you? We've met each other a few times. So yeah, we haven't, haven't had coffee or anything, but yeah, we've, we've uh, seen each other around on campus. Yeah, she is. She is an amazing sister in Christ. I just absolutely love her and looking forward to the broadcast. But this morning, I'm so grateful that you're here and taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here to encourage and inspire the viewers. You know, Blaine, for those of you that do not know Blaine and how we met, we met through Toastmasters and yeah. we're huge advocates for personal development, public speaking, anything that's going to help you be the best you you can be. And so I met Blaine when I was, uh, I think I was the area governor at the time and you were a president of a club and I came and visited your club. It was the one that meets in Murfreesboro. Now I'm part of a club, but we're on the same club now. But at that time yeah. I was not. And uh, I was like, man, this guy's got it going on. He really does. He knows how to present. He knows how to inspire the audiences. He knows how to make you laugh. And on the side note here, okay, some of you may not know this, but in addition to Momentum Seminars, he's also a magician. Isn't that true? That is true. That is true. So that's that's something that I, I do. I mean, it's something that I did when I was a kid. And and uh, it's, you know, I never stopped being a kid. So there, how's that? I love that. I don't think we should ever grow up, Lane. I really don't. I don't. However, we have to with life. And that's why Momentum Seminars is really awesome. So, okay. So part of Momentum's vision is to, to develop leaders and build team building and, and coaching and communication and these type of things. So Blaine, you've worked um, with teams as well as yep. and like corporations to inspire yep. and encourage. What is the main focus when you're working with a group of people that you want to inspire your audiences to take away? Well, it really does go to success. I mean, that sounds like a cliche. And if I talk to a business owner, CEO, or president about the success of the individuals, they kind of like, eh, how does that affect my organization? Well, it absolutely does. Because if you have a lot of negative individuals working in your organization for your corporation, that's going to affect your bottom line. And retailers, the good retailers understand that if management services their clerks, their employees, then their employees are going to take care of the customers. Yes. And that's where it starts with leadership, really, is just moving by example. And if you can sow into the individual, make them uh, just a better employee, then obviously that's going to make your organization more productive. So what Momentum Seminars coaching, teaching and coaching, training and coaching does is we work in three basic areas, better communication skills, team building, and management. And then there's several things that fall within those three categories. But so much time is wasted because of misunderstandings, mistakes that were made that should not have been made because perhaps management should have given a little better 
quality training in terms of what the process was. And now what we're seeing is so many people working at a distance. How in the world do you manage those people uh, across the internet? And it's difficult, but that's a skill that is learned just like just like anything else. So it really is sewing into the individual and they will make your, your organization prosper. Oh, I so believe in that. I so believe in that. You know, I've been out of the corporate world since 2014. However, um, there is a huge difference between managing and leadership. Would you not agree? I mean, leadership yes. is is doing what you do. It's grabbing that person and bringing them up to that level and imparting things into them that, where they're going to grow. But some managers don't see the benefit in developing their yeah. people. And that's where they need to have a paradigm shift. They need to yeah. understand how Momentum Seminars could benefit their corporation because listen it, it's it's just like a family unit you know if you impart in your children you're going to get that back and and they're going to grow and succeed and they're going to want to do better i've had some managers that just uh -huh. want you to you know want to dictate but i've had some leaders that have grabbed yeah. me by the hand and said you got this you can do this and you know i call it the transformational leader you know, to get you to transform into that role, exactly. being a leader. But, you know, in addition to doing these seminars and stuff, you work one on one with people. And for those of you that yeah. are watching outside of the Middle Tennessee area, you know, Blaine's very personable. He likes to meet with people face to face, you know, but he does meet with clients in Zoom all yeah. over the United States and, and abroad. Do you have any abroad clients yet? Uh, no, not abroad. OK, no, well, I guess I need watching to this. <laughs> If you're a guy I've been talking to in Vancouver, maybe I can maybe I can talk to him later on. There you go. But you know, you were talking about the difference between leader and a manager, and you're exactly right. And I'm writing a book right now, which will come out in later September, in about a month, and it's entitled "Managerial Mistakes, Missteps, and Misunderstandings: Ooh. How to Avoid Managerial Pitfalls." And in there, I equate an organization to being a ship out in the ocean because it really is sink or swim. Either it's going to happen or it's not. And you have your employees who are the, the deckhands or the people who actually, you know, move the entire ship forward. But I equate the captain is the leader because that's the person who says, here's where we're going. Here's the direction that we need to be. Here's our vision overall. And then you have the managers below that who are it was the navigator, the person who plots out the course. So the captain says, here's what and why. Why is huge because the crew have to understand why are we going to this place? <laughs> and then how is dictated by the manager. But a manager is the the, the first line supervisor. But that individual can still be a leader for those people rather than just reciting policies and, and dictates, uh, you know, can really establish a relationship with all of your employees. And I tell managers and even CEOs and presidents, if you, you have a relationship with your employees and if you think that you don't, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. That's if you right. don't know what kind of relationship you have with your employees, it's not a good one. That's right. And you got to work on that. Just like you got to work at a marriage. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It is incredibly important. And I love the analogy of that, um, the whole ship. So then the employees would be like the deck workers or where do they fit in? You know, it's, it's the sailors, the seamen, the, 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 the deckhands, it's the people who are all doing their individual parts for the betterment of the entire, the entire crew. And that ship doesn't move unless you have all, all hands on deck, everybody doing their part. And so, you know, it really is the captain who's the CEO or, or maybe the, the founder of the organization. And sometimes when a founder uh, started an organization 20, 30 years ago, he or she is sort of semi-retired, still at the helm, but still kind of creating that vision of here's where we go and maintaining that corporate culture. Corporate culture is important. Again, all morale whether good or bad, stems from leadership. Not necessarily the managers in the middle, but from leadership. So you show me an organization with good morale, and I'm going to show you a good leader at the top. You show me an organization with bad morale, and I'm going to show you bad leadership. But yeah, it is. It is a team effort, and, and you just got to kind of pull things together. And, and so I teach corporately. I've gone to conventions, conferences, I have traveled the country talking to thousands of, of business professionals on, on the key categories of better communication, leadership, and team building. I love that. I absolutely love that. I have got, um, you know, John Maxwell is one of my very favorite. Uh, excuse yeah. me, Blaine. I am so sorry. <laughs> okay, you're going to take that. But yes, John Maxwell, he has a lot of great theories and, and, and ideas and concepts, and I love his books. And uh, kind of the, the core of a lot of that is you have to understand what's going on on the first rung of that ladder, because if the first rung breaks, the whole ladder is going to uh, split apart. And so the CEO president of any organization really is responsible for anything and everything all and up down the, the rungs of that ladder. Wow, that's amazing because, you know, what, what I was going to say before my phone so rudely interrupted me. I just hooked this up. This is my land phone. If y'all haven't seen one of these in years, it's a land phone. Uh, and no one has the numbers, so I'm not sure who called. I usually use it as my fax, so I apologize. But but you, what you were saying reminded me of John Maxwell. And what he says is everything rises and falls with leadership. And it's really true. And if you can tap in to your leadership potential and, and helping others become leaders, it's so powerful. It really is. And I think that what you're doing is so impactful because many times people see themselves in just like managing people and they don't really want they, they there's kind of like it's it's like, you know, you just do what you're told you know and yeah. and that's puts people in a box so i'm sure you've seen that over the years yeah well there's a couple of things on that and we were discussing a little bit earlier about how i got into uh, training and and i've been training yes. for almost 20 years now but you also talk about why there's a wonderful book simon sinek start with why and i don't know if if you or your audience members many of them have have read that book it's a wonderful book and he's he's absolutely nailed it that everybody has to understand, especially in the 21st century. 
and you're talking about the old school, you know, back in the 20th century, you know, for all of us uh, who take Geritol three times a day now, most people <laughs> don't even know what Geritol is, but <clears throat> for us old fogies, it used to be the thing called the, 20, uh, the 20th century, and you could get away with just saying, just go do this. Right. And, and they would just go do it, and that was part of the job. Today, people want to understand, and you know, quite honestly, they deserve to understand why we're doing the things that we're doing, especially millennials today. I talk in my book that uh, it, it's electronic Kindle version. Uh, it's entitled The Individual Team, How Fairness Wrecked the Workplace. And to find out how fairness wrecked the workplace, you'll have to get the entire book. But I talk about the different generations and millennials today, they do want to understand how is what I'm doing contribute not just to the organization, but to humanity? And it's a wonderful question to ask. We're all, you know, the, the, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers, we're all kind of scratching our heads, but where the millennials are trying to go with that is, is great. It's, it's, it's wonderful. That's what we should aspire to, but it's a little different concept for most of us. So we just have to explain why and to, in broad terms, not all the little all the little details, but just in broad terms, here's why we do what it is that we do. But you were also talking just now about there can be bad leadership. Years ago, I used to be in personal finance and then I got into real estate about 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And my broker back then was horrible. I mean, just really not good at all, especially with new people. So here I am. <clears throat> I had a question because I'm brand new to real estate. And my drill sergeant used to say, you're army dumb if it's your first day at boot camp. That doesn't mean you're not intelligible. It just means you don't understand how the army works. So you're army dumb until you have spent a few years in, kind of figure things out. So I didn't know what I didn't know to ask. And anytime I had a question, I would go and ask the broker. And I was kind of belittled. I was humiliated for even asking the question, insinuated that maybe I was stupid for not knowing. And I was just like, that's just really horrible, <laughs> horrible leadership. That's terrible management. Okay. So now I'm 20 years in the business. I do have a broker's license. And looking back, I realized uh, that broker didn't know the answer. So rather than give me any answer at all, just try to ridicule someone else. But that broker was doing that with a lot of, of, of agents, just kind of just uh, someone who was kicked upstairs, quite honestly, and, and got into that position. But even if you're dealing with a volunteer organization or a bunch of independent contractors, which realtors are, you may not necessarily have that position power, but you still lead by example. You can still be a leader and you have to have a leader. Today, people need leaders. People are screaming for leadership. Yes. And and I'm not gonna get political. I'm just gonna say there's there's uh, there's been a few vacuums but it, it goes back to um, Edmund Burke, who was a member of parliament. And one of my favorite quotes is that evil prevails when good men do nothing. And of right. course that applies to women as well. Sure. But that's true. 
evil prevails when good people do nothing. And right. there's a lot of good people not doing now, but people are screaming for leaders. Yes. And you want to be certain that the leaders who emerge are good. <laughs> they have those Judeo-Christian values and they're, they're, they're men and women of God. It's so true. And, you know, I'll tell you, faith plays a huge role in leadership and, and many corporations do not allow it. And I remember when I was going through, you know, my last season, I had uh, a guy named John Stewart. He was our section manager, an amazing leader that I learned so much from my last couple of years in corporate America. And, you know, that is the type of person that understands that. When you're being a leader, you're not you're you're setting an example. You really are. And some of the times yeah. we've seen poor examples of leaderships. And I want to piggyback on what you said about uh, the why. Listen, why is more important than we could ever understand? I have a network marketing company, and the first thing I tell people is is that got to have a why that makes you cry. You got to know why you get out of bed in the morning. You got to know why you're out there doing the thing that you're doing, whatever it is, whether you're called to be a real estate agent or you're called to be, you know, a manager at Lowe's or Home Depot. I mean, you've got to know the why behind it and it unlocks things for people. So when people connect with the culture of their uh, employer or the, you know, the business, they will, follow through with that. And so like I was mentioning, you know, John Stewart, because it helped me to connect with the vision of the company I was with because of the way he lead it led. But for people that just manage, it's just, you know, it's just a whole different ball of wax. So I know I kind of beat that horse around a couple different ways, but it's I'm so passionate about leadership over managing. It's just powerful mm -hmm. when you get that revelation because it gives you hope that you know, yeah, of course, you're not going to know everything about the army in the first couple of days, you right. know, or even in the first couple of years, maybe in your work. But with personal development, connecting to the why and being there, you can grow and get some really good roots in something and blossom in that. So do you work with entrepreneurs as well as companies? Yeah, I absolutely do. It's it's what we call you know executive coaching, if you will. But I've dealt with, well, there's, there's, I do life coaching, I do career coaching, public speaking, and executive coaching. And what I deal with uh, so many times is, is people who were very good technicians. It's what Peter Drucker called knowledge workers. So they were very good technically. And because they were so brilliant, they got the promotion into management. Lo and behold, they don't know anything about management. And so I, I've worked with several clients like that and just kind of get their feet wet in terms of, of understanding that it's not dealing with people lateral to you, but people under you and on your team. How, you know, what should that relationship be? And you, what kind of touch points are you going to have with your people? It's, Kind of like when you when you go to a, a steakhouse and the chef or the manager comes out and asks, you know, how's your steak? Is that, you know, you ordered it well. Is it cooked all the way through? Do you like it that way? And that's a touch point that they say in retail or in restaurants. We need to have touch points with our people. And managers don't always necessarily know that because they're in the back office doing important manager stuff, you know, filling out those reports, but that does nothing 
for creating a better relationship or manifesting a good positive culture within your organization, which is, is dire of dire importance. Absolutely. People need to feel part. And you mentioned before about the millennials and it's true. Even, even in Christianity, they want to know the why, you know, they don't want to, you know, they take nothing for face value. It's like, give me the backstory. Give me the reason. Give me that. And, and that is really, to be honest, it's a, it's a great way. People can say what they want about the young people, but they're pretty daggone smart. Um, I would I would have asked why more in my years of maturing into an adult because it might have put me in a different place and you know and so forth. But leadership as a whole is one of the most important things as someone those skills is going to help you in your career is going to help you with your family managing a household is a form of leadership and it's also going to give you the tools that you need to interact in your community whether you're working alongside in committees for your community or you go into public office whatever the case may be getting leadership skills is something you will never regret so you know blaine works with people both one on one and in teams. So if you were transitioning during this time, a lot of people are being displaced with their work and you're like, what is next? What doors open next? Blaine, tell me about the coaching that you do with people trying to transition from career to a new, a new career or yeah. to self-employment or whatever. What kind of well, do you use? Yeah. I mean, in, in, in terms of, of career, um, and I'm going to go ahead and just, just, paste this link in there while I'm thinking about it, because I do have a, a free webinar. It's coming up September 3rd, where I'm talking about better interview skills. But yeah, in my career coaching, I, I find that, especially in times of upset like this under COVID, it, it people understand, you know, if I'm going to make a change in my profession, now is a really good time to do it. And you're exactly right. And a couple, three years ago, I, I got a lot of requests specifically about team building because the economy was getting so much better. There were a lot of new faces within the organizations and people didn't necessarily meld or gel well with one another. And I would go in and, and speak to a corporation about what are some things that we can do to better understand our colleagues? What are some things that managers can do to better get those colleagues to integrate and collaborate, work with one another. And, um, but now is a good time. If you're going to change positions, move up in your profession, do it. And the first question I will ask anyone whom I'm coaching is if we're looking for an ideal job, we want to go to your passion. What is it your most passionate about. Maggie, do you want to take a guess what 90% of those people tell me? Probably they, they say, I don't know. They, yeah, I don't That's know. But they tell me, I don't know. Ugh. And we have to find out based on several factors, their core values and, and, and different things. So, wow. But yeah, speak to that. It's, it's disheartening uh, yeah. because, you know, the, you know, I mean, um, in a perfect world as God created it, our, you know, Adam and Eve, they had, they did have jobs. And then of course they sinned and then they had to toil. They had to do the backbreaking work, but we need to identify the work that brings us joy. 
Yes. And I understand just getting a job to put food on the table. I get that. I told, I mean, yeah, I've been there, done that. Totally get it. But that's fine in the interim, but you need to find what brings you joy. And so someone will say, you know what? I just love uh, playing guitar. That's my passion. I'm like, okay, fine. If you're not necessarily going to get a recording contract, although I am in Nashville, if you're not necessarily (laughs) going to get a recording contract, then your nine to five gig supports your passion. And if you and if you work on an assembly line and all you do is just install lug nuts all day long so you can have Friday and Saturday nights free to go and 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 play guitar or sing or paint or spend more time with your grandkids, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. But you need to identify what your passion is. And so many times you can find your passion within your career path. You just have to uncover it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I, you know, there was a a season where I was in corporate America and, you know, I worked five days so that I could do what I was passionate about um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursday nights. I did my coaching and, and, and my counseling and things like that. And then now I've transitioned into where, you know, we have a network marketing company that helps us while we are doing full-time ministry. And so you've got to tap in to what it is that God has called you to do. What is your, what is your gifts, your talents? What do people tell you that you're good at? What is something that you could talk about, you know, till the paint is off of the wall? I mean, you just really got to tap into that. And I think also finding your core values and connecting all of that and finding your personal mission would help people to be able to find out who am I? What am I about? I ask people to write their epitaph. And they're like, and I'm like, hey, listen, are you going to be the person you want to be? You know, what do you want people to say about you when you're dead? And now that kind of shakes some things yeah. up in a little bit. But that's so true. I'm so glad that you work with people because they get stuck in that. And that is mm-hmm. such an important aspect. So in addition to uh, the the team building and the communication skills, which Blaine is an excellent uh, public speaker. Listen, put this guy on the stage and he can he can rock it. So if you're looking to grow. Well, my mother told me that I had a face for radio. So. Oh. A face for radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. That's funny. That's funny. Stuff. Not she never actually family, said that. Obviously. Never actually said so. that. My wife said that. <laughs> That's, you have a smart wife, I'm certain. I, I have not met her, but I know she's awesome. I just know it. I have that feeling about that. She's so, a librarian. Yes. Really? Yes. So you have a public speaker and a librarian in the same house. So I hear shh a lot. Shh. <laughs> That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I get this thing a lot and I am not, I'm not living with the librarian. So, uh, but I speak really loud because too many rock concerts when I was a kid and being the baby of nine, you know, I have to speak loud to be heard. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, so listen, y'all, if you are looking for individual coaching, executive coaching, public speaking coaching, anything to help you grow into a better you or this career coaching, this is a huge time. You, you don't don't get out there and waddle by yourself trying to figure this out. Get with a trusted coach. And I endorse Blake or Blaine, even though I want to change his name to Blake. I don't know why I want to call you Blake. I guess anything. I've known Blaine for years. So trust me, I know his name. Now. I'm just having, a, I don't know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe Blake is going to be a character in his third book because he's on a second book. I don't know. Could be. So could, could be. be manager Blake. 
<laughs> well, um, and I just put, oh, I, I just put uh, talking about the career and uh, just real quick, September 3rd is going to be a free webinar and I just put the link in chat. It's going to be a free webinar and I'm going to be talking maybe about 30, 40 minutes and then open it up to Q&A after that, 10 a.m. And going to be talking about some tactics for better interview. If it's been a while since you have since you have been to a job interview, what to expect. And not that things have necessarily changed drastically, but there's a number of different models out there. Uh, probably the biggest one is someone just winging it. So how are you going to be able to wing it back? But we'll talk about what an interview is, what it's not. There is this idea that you never discuss money until maybe your second or third interview, which is just a bunch of bunk, That's a, a bunch of garbage. <laughs> um, it's going to be much earlier than that because you don't want to waste everyone's time if right. there's not going to be a, a fit financially. But, you know, it, it's it's not just about the money. Where are you going to be living a third of your life Monday through Friday? Right. So you need to understand that. So it's all those sorts of things. Yes, you're going to be asked a lot of questions, but you need to roll in there with two or three good questions yourself. It's an interview, not an interrogation. And so many people just, you know, they don't have a couple of questions to to ask. But I'll be talking about that. So if you want to hit that, then that's uh, that's that's in the chat link. And we hope to have you there then. You know, listen, I encourage you to get that link out to your friends and family, because maybe you're not looking to transition your career, but maybe you have a college student, you know, that's coming out of college and going to have their first interview. I remember my first corporate interview because because whenever I was young and uneducated, uh, I was a very hard worker and my I, I would just sell myself and I would land the job. And when I found myself in the corporate world and they were asking me situational questions of tell us about a time how you dealt with conflict and what was the outcome and that kind of thing. I I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, so this is something that everyone needs. When you're in the hot seat, you need that. And I agree with that asking those questions as well, because they need to know that you care, that you value it and you and the culture and so forth. So this is just one of the things that he offers, and this is going to be free. And we again that will be in the chat stream, along with getting a hold of his digital book that he has out now. Blaine, tell him the title of it again. I know it's in Teams. I've got the book. It is the individual team, and this is this is a prop, really, but it's on Kindle. It's the individual team, how fairness wrecked the workplace. And by fairness, I mean treating everyone the same. Everyone is not the same. We're not drones. We're not clones. And you, you're going to have individual relationships with different people. So this concept of let's be fair and let's treat everybody exactly the same really, really tanks uh -oh. them around managers, but it's also good for team members who need to just kind of dig it. Millennials, what in the world drives them? What's their motivation? So go into a lot of that. I'll come out with a paperback version. It's going to be uh, probably a year before I get that one done, but you can, you can get the electronic version right now. I think it's seven bucks at Amazon. Excellent. And then also he has a new book coming out probably in about what, maybe six to eight weeks. Is that a good time frame? Or Yeah. 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 I'm putting the finishing touches on that. I've, I've ordered the printed drafts, the trade copies, 
and going to be looking at that. So hopefully the middle of September, that's going to, that's going to go live. That's going to hit. And, and that will be electronic and in print version. That's great. I want you all to go to his Facebook page, which is Momentum Seminars. And I want you to like it. That way you can get the updates whenever he has events coming down the pike and as well his upcoming books, because Blaine definitely has a lot of experience in this area. And you know that I bring people on the show that is just phenomenal people. I, I always say last year at the end of the year when the Lord, I was like, Lord, you know, what can I do to showcase all these cool people I know? And so blame falls in the cool category. And so if you're looking <laughs> to grow your team, if you're looking to become a leader, if you're looking to brush up on your personal development skills, this is your guy. So I appreciate you coming on here today. If I could ask you to leave the audience with one key, what would that be, Blaine? Would it be, you know, it can be anything that might motivate them. It can be a quote. I know you had a great quote earlier that I absolutely love, but what kind of key would you like to leave them with today? You know, it's, it, it, it may sound weird, or a little hippy dippy. I would tell everybody, get out of your own mind, get out of your own mind. When I talk communication, I ask, you know, where do we reside? And they say, well, in my home or I'm mostly at work or no, you're right up here, right up here. But not everybody understands what's important to you until you explain it to them. And in order to do that, you have to speak their language. Not everyone communicates the same way. So be empathetic for others. Try to understand where they're coming from. And it goes back to the seven habits of highly successful people. First, understand to be understood. That's one of the habits. And it really is true. So just kind of get out of your own head and just and just try to understand where other people are coming from. I love that. That is so true. In any area of your life, that will apply. So, and I love it being referred to as hippie dippy because I, I like hippie dippy. I'm just saying, hippie dippy is fun. So, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Blaine, I want to thank you for taking the time um, in this season to be on the show and to talk about this. And for those of you all want, that want to reach out and participate in that, please let him know. Uh, the Eventbrite link is there in the chat stream right now, but we'll also put it in the Facebook chat stream, as well as this will be available on YouTube and Anchor broadcast later on. And if you miss this, if you're watching this broadcast after that date, know that you can reach out to his website and find out about more events. Blaine, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You do the same. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks.